Hi, this is Rod Jans. I just got back from the Canadian Internet Marketing Conference. I went up there at the invitation of Darian Kovacs from Jelly Marketing. The live music that you just heard in the intro was provided by the Carnival Band, who greeted us and played as we arrived on the first day of the conference. The 2016 Canadian Internet Marketing Conference took place on Thursday, April 14th and Friday, April 15th in Squamish, BC, Canada at the West Coast Railway Heritage Park. The lineup of speakers was absolutely incredible. There were global industry leaders and world-class brands on hand to share best practices, stories, innovations, and more. The podcast that you're about to hear is a mashup of all of the great speakers at the conference. I went and grabbed each one of them as they came off stage, and as you'll hear over and over again, I asked them for one tip or something that they wanted us to remember after the event. So without further ado, let's get to it. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Melissa Mudell, and I work at O2E Brands. Hi everyone, I'm Sarah. I'm from Jelly Marketing. I'm Nate Baker, content marketer at Raven. From each of you, what's one quick takeaway that you'd like people to remember in, in two weeks from now? Reporting on results is different than reporting on tasks, and it's important to make uh, differentiate between the two so that you're not making decisions uh, too quickly or on uh, data sets that aren't really um, large enough to, to show you a clear trend. Good. Yeah, I would just say um, know your data. So even if you don't know a, a ton about digital marketing, go into free tools like Google Analytics and just uh, research a little bit and see what's happening on your website, on your social channels, everything, so you know what's going on. And I would say before you send any report, make sure that you're not reporting on data, that it's information. Um, you want context and you want actionable information If you and, and you can't do that with just numbers. Make sure that the numbers are automated and then add um, information on top of the data. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Rebecca Maines. I'm the Manager of Content Marketing and Research with Mediative. What was the uh, subject of your talk today? I was talking about the importance of research and how that can apply to digital marketing to help everybody become better digital marketers. Great. And two weeks from now, what would you like people to remember about your talk? Relevancy. Anything you do online must be relevant to the customer you're trying to reach because without relevancy, they aren't going to pay attention to you. It's up to what is going on at the time. Right. And, and you want to be in the flow of what they're yeah, actually exactly. looking for. Yeah, exactly. So people, when people are online, they're doing things. They're doing something. They're, they're doing things in the here and now and they're going to be interested in your ads if they're relevant to what they're doing now so even if you're basing your targeting on something people were interested in in the past it's not going to be as effective as what they're interested in now if you can get them in that moment when they are wanting to buy something wanting to research something get them in that moment they're much more likely to interact with your online ads and where can people find out more about you and your company Mediative.com, but you can go to mediative.com slash CIMC for all of our research that was presented today. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Drew Cashmore, uh, Walmart Canada. Great. And? Mikey Scott, Herschel Supply. Okay. Pilar Catala, Indochino Apparel. Okay, yeah, and the question is, two weeks from now when people check back on the website, what's one takeaway from the conversation that we just had that you think would be helpful for marketers out there? I think we're at a phenomenal uh, place in the overall retail marketing landscape. Um, and the benefit that retail has today is that it can ultimately tie uh, all of your marketing behaviors to an online or in-store transaction. That's Great. big for me. Um, I think uh, storytelling adds value. 
And when you add value to something, it's worth more. Now, if the customer transacts on that at a retail environment, that's a job well done. And if they don't, go back to the drawing board and figure out the story you're telling if it makes sense. Good, thanks. Uh, my takeaway would be that we are at a time where whether we're online or offline retailers, we need to use our data to create uh, fantastic, engaging customer journeys because the customer is the one dictating that journey with your brand. Good. Thank you. Okay, we'll just move right into the next three here. So I'll have you introduce yourself and say what company you're with. Sure. Tyler Vote, Build Direct. Kelly Sockin, Sage Natural Wellness. Jennifer Knox, Etsy Canada. Okay, and what's your one takeaway that you want people to remember two weeks from now? Sure, I was going to keep it real short and sweet. Uh, your customers are mobile. If you're not thinking mobile first, you need to change your mindset. Mm -hmm. That keeps coming up in this conference that mobile's, mobile's taken over, hasn't it? Uh, the omni-channel is going to die and the importance of both offline and online and that there's seamless and frictionless uh, transactions between both of those spaces. Okay. Can you define omni-channel for people? Omni-channel would be being able to buy what you want, when you want, where you want. So both online and in-store and um, that, you know, whatever the transaction is, whether you're purchasing, returning, exchanging, that you're able to do that seamlessly between the two. Mm, great. Uh, Jennifer Knox. Jennifer, yeah. Um, with Etsy. With Etsy. My biggest takeaway is not to be creepy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but just to remain, um, you know, authentic to your brand. So at every touch point, it's uh, what the company and your brand is all about. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Uh, my name is Christina Crook. Oh, and I'm Vicki McLeod. <laughs> and two weeks from now, what do you hope people will remember from your talk? Maybe give the title of your talk, and then uh, what do you hope people will remember? Okay, the title of the talk was Unplugged, Being Technically Productive and Privately Peaceful. And I think the thing that I want people most to remember is that to be human is good, and that they are more than brains on sticks. Excellent. And I think I'd like people to remember that we're only here for a short time on this planet and that every day has meaning and our lives offline have as much value as our lives online. We can't neglect one for the sake of the other. Excellent. And where can people get in touch with you? Um, people can find me at jomobook, J-O-M-O-book.com or on Twitter, etc. And tell people what JOMO stands for. Oh, JOMO is the joy of missing out. Excellent. Love that title. And Vicki, how can people get in touch and with you? They can find me at vickimcleod.com, and my book is called Untrending. Great. <laughs> so, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, so I'm Kevin. I'm the project manager here at Richway New Media Tech. We're the authorized agent of Baidu in North America. I guess the one takeaway that I want people uh, to receive after CIMC, after my talk, is that the gateway is open. Right? You can, we're actually here to help you uh, advertise and market into the Chinese, Chinese community. Right? It wasn't there before, but we're to help. Right? And we offer our expertise and specialization to help you get the results you want. Okay. So basically, if people want to get online and start selling online and marketing online in China, you're... The person to come and talk to your company is the uh, company that will help them with that. That's correct. That's correct. And, you know, it's, it's also for other digital marketing professionals to realize that there is a huge difference between, uh, between how we do things here in North America and how things are done in China. Mm -hmm. right? If there are any questions, I'm always available. Right? I'm, I'm here to learn and to share my experience and expertise. I thought one really interesting sort of cultural difference is the way websites are displayed. Just say something about that. Like they're a lot more busier in China, aren't they? They're uh, open to... 
to a lot more clutter, aren't they? That's right. They're they're open to so much clutter and so much. They're they're a lot more uh, busy, right? It's basically everything that we don't recommend people to do in here, but they do it. Yet it's very effective, and people are always buying into it. People are reading the content, and they get it, right? And that's I guess that's that's the main difference between how websites are are in in the states, North America, and China.、Mm-hmm. So one more time, the the company name and how people can get in touch with you. Okay,、uh, so the company I work for is Richway New Media Technology, right?、Uh, you can find us on richwaytech.ca or on Facebook. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, man. <laughs> okay, here we go. You were a, a one-man panel out there today. Just go ahead and introduce yourself and and talk about the what was the subject of your talk today. So my name is John Malik. I'm from NativeAds.com, and the subject was the future of native advertising. And I chose that subject because I feel a lot of people are a little confused about what the present of native advertising is. So hook them in with the future, and then start talking about what I felt was most important for the present. So you give us a definition. What's you you asked everybody what if they knew what native advertising was? So give us a quick definition. Okay, so a native ad is one of two things. First, it fits the form and function of the environment that it's served in. So, if it's a content ad, it'll look like the rest of the editorial, with the small distinction that it is sponsored content, making it a little bit more of a、uh, more elegant experience for the user. So, they're not looking at a flashy banner that's animated. There's actually an article that's recommended based on their interests and their search behavior. That's the first part. The second part of a native ad is you cannot call an advertisement native if you can't take it out of that and have it stand on its own. Native ads can stand on their own because they either offer valuable information, they tell a story, or they entertain the user specific to what they're interested in. Good. And what's one main takeaway? Two weeks from now, people are going to tune in, and 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 what what do you want them to remember from what you just talked about up there today? Certainly. If they're already using platforms like Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn,、uh, Instagram to advertise, they're technically already doing native advertising, but they're limiting themselves to a social environment. Instead of having your ad served beside somebody's cheeseburger that they ate today, or when Susie said yes to Bobby, you can actually cast a much bigger net and get these types of content-focused ads across all the premium websites across the internet. And it's not expensive to do it. It's really easy to learn, and it's one of those things that has instant KPIs, so that. You can pivot once you get an understanding of what content is engaging. So again, if people want to get in touch with you, where do they where do they try and find you? Just go to nativeads.com and、uh, click on the、uh, more information link, and we'd be happy to help you. Thanks. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Great. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure, I'm Gabe from Telus. Great, and Justin from Village and Company. So the question is: Two weeks from now, when people come back to the website, what's one takeaway from the conversation that you just had that you would like people to remember?、Um, I would say that、uh, look into to live video streaming. I think it's something that's it's going to be prevalent、uh, in social for for years to come. So、uh, yeah, be aware of it.、Great. Thanks.、Um, I would just say experiment and play. Okay, good. And then we have three other panelists here. You guys ready? <laughs> All right, we'll start with you. I'm Jackie Locke. I'm from St. Joseph Media. I would say one thing to remember is to stay true to the brand that you're representing, no matter what the platform is. Be smart, be authentic, and produce the right work for the right platform. I'm Erin Jacobson with Edelman.、Uh, ultimately, it's all about data: how you collect it and segment it to ultimately drive your desired actions and outcomes. My name is Katie from Red Academy, and I would just say to keep an eye on virtual reality and how that integrates with social. Thank you all. Thank you. All right. That was easy.
Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself. So I'm Andrea Stairs. I'm Managing Director of eBay Canada. And what's uh, the main takeaway that you want people to get from your talk today? Um, I'd say there's two. One is that the idea of um, it's not online shopping versus offline shopping. It's more a continuum, and um, retailers need to be ready uh, to be able to serve their customer anywhere along that continuum. And then the second piece would be about the, the need for them to think beyond um, their own website and their own store and think about things like marketplaces um, as ways of tapping into buyer demand and, and driving sales. I thought one really powerful example you gave was the bike store. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit, just remind yeah. us of that story, because that's, that's that continuum that you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, so this is a guy named Jean-Francois. He's got a bike store in, in uh, Hull, Quebec. Uh, you know, you don't sell a lot of bikes in Hull in February, and so <laughs> he uh, started selling high-end bike parts on eBay um, out of his attic of his store and has now accumulated uh, $15 million worth of sales on eBay. Wow. Um, it's meant that he paid off his original store ahead of schedule, and he's now opened a second store. Um, and he's been able to smooth um, his sales through the year, so you know, in, in the cold months, he, he picks up his sales and, and is selling to the southern United States, to Australia, to places where they are, you know, still biking, um, and um, and is able to kind of create a, a smoother business uh, throughout the year, basically, as a result of tapping into international demand. Great. Is there a way for people to contact you if they have more questions? So they can tweet at me at A-Stairs-K, or um, if you go to ebay.ca, grow your business, there's a lot of information there. Good. Thank you. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Jennifer Campbell. I'm the General Manager of Commercial Marketing at Canada Post. Um, I think if the one thing that I would want marketers to think about is the, uh, the power of physical and adding that into the mix. And I know in social and digital we don't always think about that, but understanding how it can have a brand impact, a brand recall, a drive to action, and ultimately amplify everything else that you do. Um, when you put them all together in a thoughtful, strategic way, it really does grow your business and get great results. Um, and so it should not be an afterthought, and it should absolutely be included from the outset. You showed a number of different interesting videos today. I love the beer one. Yes. <laughs> but do you have a, a, a story that you like to tell about the marrying of the physical and the, and online? Is there? Do you have a favorite? I know I'm putting you on the oh, spot here. Oh, my goodness. Um, But you know what? They're all. I have a. I have a, a whole. Actually, one of my favorite things is um, IKEA has done a whole series of videos, and it really is the power of the catalog. And in Canada, we don't get that many catalogs, and we always laugh about IKEA being a coffee table book mm -hmm. because it has such staying power. And we all know that we engage with it, and we interact with it, and we fold over pages and we put post-its on. But then they've got um, the ability to bring it to life, to be able to position something in the house, and now others are doing that sort of thing. But but really, IKEA was one of the first ones to do that. And I think it's just the, the power of something that is hundreds of year old um, mail order catalogs, which, you know, one of the founding fathers of the whole drug marketing business, um, then to bring that into a digital age, to then bring that product into your home, um, picture that where the couch would be and how it would look, and then ultimately be able to buy it. It's a great combination of, of truly connectivity, which is the physical, the digital, and all the social, and bringing it all together, again, in a strategic, proactive, and thoughtful way.
Yeah, good. IKEA is a good example. As soon as you said it, I thought I'd been in the store. I've been on their website, and I, we look forward to seeing the the uh, catalog too. And they with, with that app that brings you know the piece to life, and they've they've done a, a very clever series of videos that highlight that. Um, so I actually often use that in, in a lot of my presentations. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool. We just have to think about it, you know. And I think we don't, as marketers, take the time to truly step back and think things through and really get to that nugget of insight and then leverage all the different technology that is um, at our disposal and sometimes it's overwhelming but um, just really understanding all of that and picking out the few things that you can put together to really um, drive your brand. Great. So if business people or marketing people have more questions about Canada Post, where would you recommend that they go um, online? <laughs> yeah, certainly online. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got certainly a, a Canada Post website. It um, could probably use some of Ollie's help, but um, there's a lot of materials there, and um, and that will at, last, at least allow them to start a conversation with some of our team that is across the country that is in business to help out businesses. So we, you know, there's not that many companies in Canada that are not somehow a business uh, a customer of Canada Post mm -hmm. from large um, guys all the way down to the small startups and, and we love to be able to empower them through our data and targeting and our smart marketing offerings and then from an e-commerce parcel delivery, the integration with different platform providers and, and that whole end-to-end -end seamless experience so that we can, as, as commerce grows, um, so too does Canada and uh, it's very exciting to see that and be part of it. Good. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourselves. So I'm Miriam Thomas. I work at Domain 7. I'm Tracy Falk. also work at Domain 7. We together lead the UX team at D7. And what was the subject of the talk that you just gave? We were talking about web accessibility. About designing experiences for everyone. Cool. And so we've been asking people, what's one takeaway that you want people to get from the talk that you just gave? So what's your one takeaway? For me, I'd say it's that accessibility is not a luxury and that we need everyone's help out there to make this a reality. Yeah, I mean, piggybacking off of that, I think what shifted for me when I started thinking about web accessibility was just the idea that um, we, we optimize our work for so many digital like device environments, but we're not considering that we need to optimize our work for the people that are using those devices. Mm -hmm. So we need to stop thinking about accessibility as sort of an optional thing. It's actually something we need to build into the work. I mean, we never know when we ourselves are actually going to need an accessible environment. So. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge do you think people have with accessibility? Do you know what the kind of the most common uh, yeah. challenge that people have? We hear a few. I think it's probably going to be dependent. I mean, you do. Can they give us maybe the top three? Yeah. Well, I think people would people would say, is it going to take away you know the quality of creativity? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be limited in what I can actually do from a creative standpoint because of accessibility standards? So that'd be one. The second one would probably be budget. How expensive is it actually going to be to do this? Is this yeah. going to cost you budget? more? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that. Um, yeah, it, I, I think that people don't consider it sort of like we come from the agency world and the idea that you know we just need to learn how to do this as an agency it doesn't have to be like a, a, a cost that's repeated every single time you have a new project we don't pass this on to the client it's it's something that once we learn how to do it we'll become way more efficient at it it's just another tool we have to learn and we just have to consider it as part of doing our jobs well yeah, yeah. Good. And for people who are building websites, you generously put together like a, a tip sheet or something yeah. like that. What's the domain for that? It's accessibilitystart.com, place to get started with a bunch of tips, resources, place to dig in. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the time. Thank you so much. Thank you.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.